say for me though. <laughs> for me though, I like. And I realized that I wasn't recording the podcast. So hi everyone, this is Danica and Leanne from Mama Needs Love Too. We're also recording the podcast. Y'all know how we do. When you come on our YouTube, you gonna see some of everything. I'll so take yes, take whatever it takes. We're we taking so um for those of you all listening thank you for to for listening to mama needs love too um we're here interviewing nina she's already introduced herself pastor nina and nina motivates nina boo yes Simply and nina we're also recording for our youtube channel so um the reason we're recording for our youtube channel because our beautiful friend nina here okay. so backstory i met nina in college lar yes well i lived in Barton. Barton. But I was But um, you were always at. Oh, you worked at LAR. Oh, I don't even remember which dorm I worked at. We went to college together. You how you see? Yes. And so, <laughs> one thing. I poor man's UIC. UIC. So, yeah. It's okay. We love you anyway. So. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. It feels good. Um, But Nina... For those of you all listening, you can't see Nina's disability. So head Let's on over to our, our YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. The reason we're interviewing Nina is because Nina was born with a disability. Yes. Is there an actual name for your... Club hands. Club hands. That is the, mm-hmm. the term for it. Okay. Um, and so tell us a little bit about your disability. So when I was born, prior to being born, my mom didn't know. You know, my parents didn't know. So when I was born, they noticed the physical deficiency. And so I was born at... University of Chicago Hospital, which was called Billings at the time. Hmm. I think it's Mitchell now, but it was Billings back then. And so I was born in 1981. I'm not ashamed of my age. And so back then they didn't have all of the stuff that they have now, the, you know, tools yeah, and tricks to try to make it so much better. But um, I was, when I was born, I had to undergo six surgeries. I had four surgeries in my left hand, which caused the more they realized the more surgeries they gave me, the less movement I had. So four mm-hmm. move four in this hand, which as you can see, don't have much movement, too, in this hand, okay. which is my right hand. Okay. So I have full movement in my right hand, limited movement in my left hand. But I don't allow it to stop me or anything. But um, So I was in the hospital a lot during my childhood, um, mm-hmm. from the surgeries, teaching me um, how to write, wearing um, braces that okay. I would always take off because I was a kid and they mm-hmm. were in my way. Okay. So I don't. they believed that if I kept wearing the braces that my arms may have been straighter. Okay. Um, so I'm glad I didn't because I like my arms the way they are now. You know what I'm saying? So okay. Like, okay. they were meant to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I remember, of course, seeing you, it's noticeable. Like that's yeah. the first thing. Because yeah. you only have, again, for those of us listening, um, you have four fingers on your left hand and, and on four right. on the right. So No thumb. So people no thumb. don't realize that it's the thumb that's missing. They cut okay. all my off my thumbs. That's why I have all the marks I was about here. To say you have, I and they moved all my fingers over one place so that I can grip. Because without a thumb, so they essentially made like a you have they fingers. made a thumb mm-hmm. okay out of the pointer finger. Oh, what you all use as an index or a pointer finger? Yeah, I use as a thumb. So they, but did you have a thumb when you were born? I did. If you look at the cover of my Because I Love Me book, okay. I had just yeah, had surgery good. on okay. this mm-hmm. hand, but on my right hand. So I one of the mini books. One of the eight. <laughs> right. Here, you hold up that one. We're gonna get all these books in. We're gonna get all these books in here today. I'm well for parents, that's day. actually good. I'll well, talk about that one. It, yeah, it's a five week workbook. Oh, yeah. But this is the you. picture you're talking about. Yeah, and that picture over there with my right hand, okay. I still have five fingers, so the thumb is kinda hanging. Okay. It, okay. Cause it doesn't have a bone in it. So the problem oh. was the thumbs didn't have bones in them. Okay. okay. So as you see the arms were still already crooked and I don't understand that whole process. But what they call it is club hands. Okay. 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 Well, that's a, a good explanation of 
your disability. Um, so, you know, of course, seeing someone that's different, we're in college. So at this point, it's not grammar school. This is not like her personality. My point is what drew it draws everybody to Nina because she is just so bubbly and effervescent. And so that's why when we were doing the podcast, I told you and I said, you know what? We have moms in our Facebook group who have children with disabilities, all kind of disabilities, um, cognitive and physical or a combination of both. I was like, we should interview Nina and I'll ask her, is it okay to film her for our YouTube channel to kind of, you know, just show her disability. And we want you to talk about what it was like growing up. You've already touched on the surgeries. Mm-hmm. And when was your last surgery? How old were you? Oh, wow. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I remember um, it had to be before I was 10. Because okay. I can remember being in like fourth grade. I remember all of the things I dealt with, like bullying and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't having surgeries back then. I was constantly going to see Dr. Mask. I will never, ever forget my surgeon. Like, That's your surgeon. Because when I was born, so this is the thing. When I was born, uh, my mom said... The nurses told her I would be no good. So basically, mm. just throw her away. I would be no good. But Dr. Mask, um, the surgeon, he believed that he could help me. Okay. And so he worked with my mom. You know, uh, I had to use like big pencils. They would mm. buy these rubber things to put yeah. on the pencils and all different type of stuff um, just to teach me how to write and different things. But I always was like, no, give me a regular. I want a regular pencil. I want a okay. regular pen. I want a regular. No, I don't need that big thing. You know, okay. that's uncomfortable. Okay. You know, I would always go against what I was supposed to learn how to do. You were fighting against your own limitations. Yeah, I they, was like, um, no. They no were trying to me. limit you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's why I don't use the word disabled. Okay. Because when you define disabled and look it up in a dictionary, it's a limitation. Okay. You know, you're limiting yourself somewhat. So I always tell people, oh, no, I have a difference. I don't I have di- a disability. I have a difference. Okay. And so that's like the first thing. Like, if you tell your your child, you know, you're special, but explaining them how they're special, how they're special. you know, in a good way and don't make them feel like an outcast or make them feel like they're disabled because when you, it's, everything is mental. Mm-hmm. And so it's how you program yourself. I was the baby of nine. So, whoa, whoa, pause. You got eight <laughs> sisters and brothers? Yes, it was six girls and three boys. Um, yep. Shout out to uh, Mama and Daddy <laughs> Nina. <laughs> yes. It's Who a blended baby? family, but we all okay. grew up together. Blended, <laughs> mixed, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the dog, he can go too, but okay. Go all of them. And the turtle and the cat, but I digress. That is too funny. Look, I don't even remember what I was asking. <laughs> but that, having fun. Well, you were talking about, you know, not to call people with, People with a disability, disabled. Right, right. I have a disability, but I'm not You're disabled. You're not disabled. And that's important for moms of able-bodied children mm-hmm. to understand because that's something else. You know, my son was born, I talk about this all the time, he was one pound, 14 ounces. Wow. Yeah, so I was only six months pregnant, and because of high blood pressure, um, you know, he was born early. And so... By the grace of God, he didn't have any, um, he didn't have any disabilities. Mm-hmm. We, he had medical complications until he was about five. That was pretty, and I know Leanne's son has a lot of medical complications, but physically our children are fine. Right. So it's raising them in a world to be sensitive of people who are different, people with disabilities, seen and unseen. And a lot, uh, there's a lot uh, more children being born with differences because... Yeah. The food, yeah, you know, our, we're yes. eating more processed food, and 
the animals and the things are being, yeah. you know, pumped with different hormones. Yeah. And so you're buying food, you're cooking food, you're eating food, but you're not eating the right stuff. Or yeah. you're going to the grocery store, you know, and buy food, not realizing that you need to buy the best grade of food, you know. Yeah. And so unintentionally, you know, nowadays more children are being born with we a disability. Now, yeah. my mom... Um, she had cervical cancer when she was pregnant with me. Oh, wow. That they didn't say that was the reason. Okay. Um, I believe God just wanted me to be different. <laughs> you know, He just wanted me to be special and stand out among the crowd. So <laughs> she just wanted you to be I don't, special. <laughs> I don't think. Um. Um. And and that's another thing I noticed. I believe my mom blamed herself for so long. Okay. You know, and it's like. When I became an adult, I had to say, Mama, stop taking God's blessing. This is what God did for yeah, me. This is you my know? blessing. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. my blessing because of the the purpose and, and things that he has for me in life. If I didn't have this difference, I don't think I would be where I am. So when did this fit the kind of like the switch flip for you? Or have you always been this like having this uber zest for life and always motivated because my like we mentioned my son is asthmatic and he doesn't like the fact that because he has asthma that's different from a lot of the other kids mm -hmm. and so he might need to take his medication during the day and he's like i don't want to take my medication because i have to take it in front of everybody and right. then they look at me differently and i don't want people to look at me differently so how did you handle that kind of growing up okay so um from i the world is cruel. Yeah. So I didn't know that I really had a difference like that until I started school. Okay. So when I was um got ready to start first grade, which is amazing because now I'm connected to my first grade teacher. Mm. So funny. She found me. These hands, you ain't going to forget them. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, I was, um, before I went to first grade, they told my parents that I needed to go to school school for children with special needs okay mm. but my parents was like nothing's wrong with her brain right like, she to, you're fine. To, to special needs school so they had to go through almost a whole year of testing and thank god my first grade teacher found me because she shed some light on some things for me in the sense that i remember standing outside of the classroom door i didn't get into regular public school until march Okay. So, you know, the school year is almost over. Yep. And so the teacher was like, I need her to do first grade again because mm -hmm. she missed, missed all of fighting yeah. to be in school. I okay. missed so much and she wanted me to have a fair chance. Yeah. And so she said, you know, let her go back to first grade and put her in my class. Okay. And so she even told me recently on Facebook, like, and you soared that next year. Like, you you yeah. did it. So um, the thing was, when I got to school, it really wasn't until about second grade that I really started being bullied. Okay. And then when I'm on the bus, you know, my mom and I would catch the bus a lot, Chicago Transit Authority. Mm -hmm. People would stare. They would run. They would hide. They would hold their kids. Okay. Like, those type of things mm -hmm. made me start to hide my arms. Mm -hmm. So I didn't start to, I wouldn't wear, even in the summertime, I wouldn't wear like short, short sleeves. sleeves. I would not do it. Um, it was fourth grade. I was still being bullied and things like that in school. Um, it was fifth grade, actually. I spent the summer at my aunt's house. Okay. And my aunt told me well, she I couldn't go she... outside. She she lived in Park Forest. Okay. <laughs> and she still lives around now. My Aunt Sheila. And she told me that um, if I didn't, you know, wear short sleeves, that I couldn't go outside and play. And I was still a kid. I wanted to go outside and play. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I wanted to wear short sleeves. So I did it for a whole summer. When you consistently do something, you will just automatically do it. So when I went back to school, I was used to wearing short sleeves yeah. again. And so I started doing that. 
And so it wasn't until about fifth grade where I started appreciating who I was. Mm -hmm. And my sister don't remember it, but my sister, my oldest sister, Lenora, she told me um, when I was being bullied, I remember complaining um, to her one day. And she doesn't remember this, but of course, because it stuck with me, I remember it. Mm -hmm. She said, baby, everybody is different. Some people difference is just more visible than others. Mm -hmm. And that changed my life. And because I went and I started looking at the people who was bullying me. Yeah. Oh, and the, the game changed. <laughs> that, that's when the game changed. When I know, oh, wait a minute. And I learned how to cross my eyes because one of the boys that used to bully me, his eyes was crossed. And mm. I'm four finger, but you four eye, boo. So, yeah. I don't recommend that. However, I do. it changed the game. Teach your child to defend themselves. Yes, yes. Mortal Kombat Absolutely. style, but that's okay. <laughs> Game on, no, right, <laughs> and it changed it. Like, uh, she it, don't condone violence. You hit my baby, they better hit yours back. I'm just saying, anywho, <laughs> real talk. <I'm> like, <laughs> no, keep your hands. We don't condone bullying, there's a difference. There's a difference. We, don't we condone self defense, so that is true. Just make sure it comes across, right? Let me get that very clear because send your kid toward mine. They're going to be prepared. I don't Tough. think anybody's going to touch your kid now. They better <laughs> not. My kids are probably bigger than most of the other kids. Yeah, my 12 year old is six feet. The <laughs> one pounder, the one pounder is six, he's look, six feet tall. Look yeah. now. They're not really going to be bothered. Not yeah. at all. First place, but okay. My kids are help small. Me. Yeah, her babies are small. My kids protect them. <laughs> I fight children. Uh, <laughs> While she's talking about me, she fighting kids. So, <laughs> she said, I fight kids on Friday. <laughs> When I knew I could get out because it's payday. Right. <laughs> Everybody I know got paid can buy me out. got the check. Right. <laughs> so, so, I <laughs> now, that's yeah. interesting because you said you're, essentially your your aunt and your sister kind of like changed the narrative. Mm -hmm. for you. Your aunt kind of forced you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Your sister gave you a perspective because you're right. Everybody has something different about them. Yes. Okay. So, how was it high school? How were those high school <laughs> years? So, that's like, we went to a private high school which I don't yeah. think made a difference, no, but I think the game changes when you get to high school. Like everybody is kind of because they're all going through their own puberty, issues yeah, and puberty and stuff mm -hmm. like that. If they, in order to not internalize the issues that you're going on, people project, project a yeah. lot. And yeah, so it, bullies are born in high school. <laughs> no, I think they're born in, in grammar school, they and they are, graduate in high school. Yes, yeah, and they so. graduate to some major dysfunction in high school. Yes. I have a totally different um, story though. Okay. I was bullied horribly in elementary school, in okay. grammar school, and by fifth grade, I started to, like I said, become my own. Um, I became the uh, one of the junior coaches for the Pee Wee cheerleading team, and okay. you know, I started being active and just I loved cheerleading, but I didn't want to join the cheerleading team for personal reasons. Um, but when I went to high school, first off, before I went to high school, I said that's a whole different beast because Morgan Park is a huge school, yeah. you okay, know, so and so I was MPHS. Sorry, I had to, had to wrap it. I was a cheerleader there, so hey. We'll, um. we'll let you do that today because you're a guest. It's so cool. But we all know Providence St. Mel is probably the best, but that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You put a baby bus out into a cheer. Do not do that. <laughs> They're going to cut me out. <laughs> like that episode would not show. Yeah. Cut to commercial. Ain't no, no commercial. Right. Find one and cut to it. Like the commercial part where it's like, when we were experiencing technical, technical difficulties. Right. Now we're back. <laughs> so, but the summer before high school started, I asked my mom to homeschool me. We ain't know nothing about homeschool. Now I'm a homeschool teacher. How funny is that? Okay. Um, but we knew nothing about homeschool, but I just did not want to face that. I felt like that was going to be a totally different beast, and I was afraid. 
Okay. Honestly, I was very fearful. Um, the first day of school, I knew I had to suck it up and I knew I had to go. First off, I think the most embarrassing thing is my mama, on top of me having a disability, my mama wants to walk me to school. I live two blocks from the school. Why, mama, why? Um, <laughs> don't do it to your children. Because your mama was probably like, man, like, uh, we gonna, let me take no, this. No, my We going to walk. No. no. My mama pray you through. Okay. That's, I, that's even better. She, 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 she going to let her grab better. your hand and pray you through. That's but, even better. I'm like, mama, but they hit me. Let's just pray about it. Bless her heart. <laughs> so the first day of school, I knew, I already knew I was going to get a lot of stares and stuff. And so, of course, those type of things happen. A lot of people from my elementary school went there because, like I said, I lived two blocks away. Yeah, so, okay. you know, a lot of the people, we all just went there pretty much. A few people may didn't, may not have, but um, most of us went there. But I knew that was going to be a totally different beast. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So okay. I was like, I and I decided to do things that I was told, girl, what you doing that for? Like, took ROTC. Mm. And so I took ROTC instead of gym because I wanted to challenge myself. Because if you don't have all your limbs, you can't go to the service, all that other okay. stuff. Okay. Well, I'm going to show y'all I could be the best, you know. Okay. <laughs> Just different things. Okay. And I did, you know, <laughs> make it to one of the top five ranks, highest ranks. Okay. <laughs> so okay. just, um, just showing, you know, myself that I could do it so Actually, I didn't get bullied in high school. I mm. uh, tried out for the cheerleading team. And at that time, Morgan Park was the city champs all the time. So I just knew I was not going to make it. I ain't going to lie, y'all. But what I did was I gave it my all. Okay. Like, I, yeah, these hands crooked and y'all the number one chilling team, but I'm going to show y'all I got as much enthusiasm. You got spirit. I, yes, you yes. do. <laughs> so I literally gave it my all. And I think okay. that is like, that made them say, yeah, we're going to get a plus. I was skinny, mini. I, this was not, yeah. I was so skinny. Like, I just knew I was just going to be tossed in the air somewhere. As right as I as I was. Um, but, um, once I got there and I noticed it wasn't as bad, mm -hmm. I just decided, let me join everything. Okay. And I did that. I joined the choirs. I joined, like I said, I was on ROTC. I was on the drill team. I was on the color guard team. I was on the flag team. Uh, not the dance flag team, but I was on the chilling team. Okay. Um, I was an African ensemble. I was an African this and that. You know, I was just yeah. doing everything. I think I did 12 different organizations in high school. Did you graduate, though? Doing I did. All of that? Did you I study? did. did you I did. Okay, okay. Did great. No, Lord, no, laugh. Because I'm like, you did all of that. Did you read a book, though? Did I read a book? Because your high school experience was the polar totally opposite of that. Polar opposite. Mine was, too. But this is not funny. Right. It's about you today. Right. I got good grades. Bless your heart, because I'm tired just I need a nap listening to that. Right. I'm sitting here thinking, like, I went to school. From the mom perspective, I'm thinking, Lord <laughs> Jesus, you gotta run that child around yes. every. Well, no, you know, in high school, school down the street. In high school, is so different. Mm -hmm. My daughter participates in like everything, and I just drop her off in the morning and pick her up in the evening. They they shuttle you, bus you, oh. take you places, and all wow. that stuff. And because I live right down the street from the school. Okay. And I had friends. We, could, we could do this. We could do this thing. All right. Good. Because I got nervous. Like, God damn. We don't want to get all of that. Okay. 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 Because then you carry on. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. I had fun in, um, in high school. And plus, um, I just, I wanted to do something different. Like, my sister's. And um, brothers and stuff, they didn't do all the stuff I did. Like, okay. I was my mama's different child. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Not only with my hands, just my life. I was just different. Okay. okay. I think I've always been an extrovert. So the personality. Just, yeah. It just always, it was easy. Helps. Okay. 
And then you came to U of I. Yes. What did so, you major in? Human Development and Family Studies with a minor in African American Studies. Oh, well, then. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I minor in African American Studies, too. Probably uh-huh. That's what I think yeah, yeah, all of us just take a bunch mm-hmm. of Afro. I didn't want to take I didn't want to take a bunch of European civilization classes. Right. So I was just like, let me learn about mm-hmm. my own people. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um we'll get a minor in that instead. I know, right? But so when you were going to college, how was that that process? Like, did you have to do something to prepare? Because that's a much bigger scale than high school. Do you feel like high school prepared you for that college camp? Because we um, was that campus is huge. Huge is humongous. Yeah. Uh, because I was already, I don't know, I would just I put it in my mind, I'm normal. Okay. I have something different, but I'm normal. So yeah. when I went out to college, I knew that was going to be a different beast. I was afraid because I was just, it was just different. I'm away from home, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's just two hours away. Mm-hmm. I came home every weekend. I was horrible. Um, but Girl, yes, she was because I only came home to do laundry and to eat. But okay. That is too funny. Like, I came home every weekend. I just needed to be home. I'm like, baby, was home. Yeah, I know. And I had a car. That was my problem. So I drove oh, yeah. on. So, cause in high school, like I started driving Z right before I turned fifteen. Let's talk about Let's that. the driving, cause I when you said that, I was like, you were driving. Yeah. Huh? Let's talk about not to cut off your no, whole that's fine. experience. <laughs> Let's talk about the driving. So I just noticed, like, not too many women in my family at that time had license and cars, and I'm okay. like. That's What's wrong with y'all? Yeah. And so okay. I was like, I, I just always had it in me. I'm going to drive. Okay. I didn't know if I was going to need something with special or anything. Yeah. And my dad was an advocate driver. Like, you need to know your directions. You need to know how okay. to get where you're going. You don't know your north, south, east, west. What's wrong with you? So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a daddy's girl. It's like everybody's so, daddy. Okay. Like, for real. I'm yeah. a daddy's girl. And I did not like my experiences on okay. the bus. Okay. So yeah, it was like, yeah. I'm tired of being scared that I'm tired of, no, 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 I'm going to drive. And so when I took driver's ed, now I'm not going to tell no story. When them people put me in that seat, I was like, y'all just going, y'all not going to ask me no questions. Y'all just want me to drive. <laughs> okay. And I just did it. It came natural. I, I didn't know okay. how nothing was going to be. It just okay. came natural. Even did when they, they had me drive on this modify expressway. the car or nope. no? No. I have okay. regular Because I saw everything. a video you I'm just close. driving. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm just okay. a little closer to the steering wheel. Okay. Um, But short people are too, so <laughs> that's all. I mean, you, it's, yeah. all, it's all in your mentality. My mama so. is. I got in the car this morning, and I was like, why, Gina, am I in, <laughs> right. in the steering wheel? Because right. I can get in, in the, the car. Got to move the seat back. Anytime somebody get in something behind me and you finna drive, move the seat back first, please. Move to say that. Yeah. Okay. So you can drive. Um, yeah. No modifications for the yeah. car. Okay. And it's nothing wrong if you have to have modifications. Yeah. I was just blessed in that sense where I don't have you to. You don't need it. Okay. Um, it looks weird. It does. Like, see me turn the corner. I just tell people, don't have an accident. I'm not paying your insurance. And don't <laughs> hit my car. Okay. <laughs> um, if you want to see it, you can come get in the car with me. I'll charge you five ninety nine. and that's fine. We we'll <laughs> go around the block and you can watch and all you, you want to watch. watch. You can stay, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think so, too. I do. Price is just I do 20 I mean, but that's just you know, uh, they gonna make me rich. Yeah, just saying. I know, right? <laughs> like, I Time is money. App, Zelle, or PayPal. That's it. <laughs> Square. <laughs> that's it. Look, right? squares. Like, whatever <laughs> you need. So, whatever you need. Okay. I, I always tell entrepreneurs that you need to have every source. You don't give people no room All to say them. no. That's true. That's true. Like, how you, what, we what's had your that conversation mm-hmm. recently about uh, a restaurant, right? Where the restaurant, <laughs> she just rolled her eye. it wasn't me, I didn't do it, I swear. But it was a restaurant and 
the Austin community that doesn't take credit cards. They only take cash. Wow. And so we were talking with someone else about the fact so that... So I didn't eat there because I only had my debit card. Right. And we were like, well, if you're in the neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. you need to be able to take all forms of payment. Right. Because you just never know. Like somebody might want to run in there and get lunch real quick and they don't have any cash mm-hmm. on them. So why don't why doesn't the restaurant take credit cards? And they're right. like, well, you got to support black businesses. We're not saying... Don't, don't support, support black businesses. Right. We're not saying that we will never support this business. We're saying it's inconvenient to support right. this business because they're not catering to their customers. Mm-hmm. Right. So we totally it's, agree I mean, it's all yeah. free to get square. Like, yeah. It's too many free <laughs> options. options for payment. Right. Now, tell us a little bit about, so you go to U of I. Mm-hmm. Um, the experience is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, all right, my second year. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Resident um, advisors, people who, who right. listen to see if you got blenders going for margaritas on your flow. <laughs> I was the rules. I was a cool RA. Like, some yeah. of my residents, they still call me RA. Like, you were the best nice. RA ever. Nice. Nice. I did deal with some racism there. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. I had paint thrown on me. Say who what now? What? Yes. What year was what that? Paint like sophomore year. A bucket. Like, yes. Where it was you was at? Walking down, um, walking towards. Oh, what was the Taft? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was walking Students towards or Taft. like community. We don't know. Their police is. Their we don't know. Was, it was they was I don't um. Know. Hopefully yeah. have changed. They was in a white van. <laughs> now, of course, it's us and it's all other colored people. Yeah. Or uncolored, and <laughs> they just decided to ride past everybody, and it was me. And oh, I forgot who was with me. Uh, and just tossed it on us. I was furious. Like all of the other stuff, and that's yeah. why I ended up not being an RA because of um, racist stuff and things like okay. that. All of that. Okay, but throwing paint on me, baby. Let me. <laughs> you lucky you in the. And you call the police, and the police don't come. Yeah, and they don't do anything about it. So those, so typical college experience. Yeah, I don't think I had any. Outside of, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have anything weird dealing with my hands or anything like that. Yeah. Now, what most people do not know is I did have a, a learning disability as well. Okay. okay. And it was it only showed up when I took tests. Mm-hmm. I would, you know how we would do the study groups and all of that stuff. I would straight up teach everybody everything that we're going to be tested on. But you put that test in front of me, and I blank. You blank out. So I would have to take my test by myself. Is it test anxiety that you have? I forgot the name. No, you know, okay. they had some scientific name. It was a scientific it was name. A, it was a I scientific because name. my daughter has, uh, it's never been, like, confirmed, but similar type of thing. Like, she yeah. goes to school, straight-A student and everything. You put, like, a standardized test in oh, front of her, and then everything and just goes, Ooh, See, yeah. my son has the opposite. He's been diagnosed with permanent lazy. Oh, okay. So you was that a doctor's diagnosis or was that a um, at home parent? Mom, that was an at home parent diagnosis, <laughs> but it was in the mom handbook on page four thirty eight appendix B. I gotta go get that book. You wasn't issued that in the hospital no. when you gave birth. Mm-mm. They forgot to give you your copy. I'm just, you know, I can let you wear all mine. I'm just rolling yeah, with this whole thing. No, like, it was I'm in just, my handbook. I'm just winging it. It was in my handbook. It. I'm just winging it. So my mama handbook well. and my son was diagnosed with lazy, lazy. <laughs> that was his diagnosis because he, when it comes to test taking, he's phenomenal with tests. Okay. His grades do not reflect his test taking and his mm. knowledge his capacities so. and see he needs to stop taking advantage of that because there are oh, some people well he's already learning because he's in seventh grade and this is a high school application year and ah. so he's hearing from these schools and now it's finally starting to hit him mm-hmm. so my like, god okay. that's also in the parent handbook is it it is that's a, a, a strategy 
Let oh. let life hit them. That whole chapter. Let life hit them. The whole I, I, chapter I, called Let Life Hit Them. Through the through the winging at university. Okay. We have through done that. I know a lot of people with certificates in that. Yeah. Well, now with my second one, she didn't come with a handbook, so I had that whole. I'm winging at university. I'm in winging at university presently. Like, um, this life you have here, uh-huh. I'm just here to guide you. It's your responsibility. Okay. So if you, I haven't taken that course yet. That's the upper level. Responsibility for this. Then we, so my That's thing is like, we wake you up in the morning, like, if you don't get dressed, you got to walk to school. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, so these are, these, are the, these are the tools for when you have kids. The train right. is yeah. at 6.30. So That's if you're it. not on it. That's hey. it. That's it. I don't know how you going to Wow. That. So <laughs> when you, tell us about, like, work. When, now, first of all, let's backtrack, because we have a lot of the parents with kids with disabilities. Did you have a scholarship to go to U of I? I so initially, I didn't. Okay. Um, I didn't have a scholarship, but when I got there, I decided to talk to people. And mm-hmm. so I fe- figured out that there are funds mm-hmm. um, for children with disabilities. Oh, I, I love being a disabled person. Why? Because I use it to my advantage. Uh, Every as you money should. that's available yeah. for me, yeah. Yeah. give yeah, it to absolutely. me. <laughs> and so I was able to um, get more grants and things like okay. that because I have a difference. And so yeah. if you have a difference... That is an advantage that you have. Um, actually, right before I graduated from high school, I talked to my counselor and I said, hey, is there funds for, you know, people with disabilities? Talk to the counselor. And he is the one that, um, Mr. Gardner, he is the one that in, that helped me to get in contact with okay. the program at U of I, which is horrible because I don't remember the name of the program. <laughs> okay. um, but it was a program that I was able to get funding through okay. um, and things like that. Okay. Yep. And you graduated? Yes. Okay, and so oh, yes. only career because you're a serial entrepreneur. Yes, but have you ever done the nine to five? I thing? have, I okay. have. So funny thing, very funny thing. When I was sixteen, so before I turned sixteen, for like two years, I would go to Fair Play over on um 111th. I would go mm-hmm. there and show them, hey, let me get you know. When I turn sixteen, I want a job, uh, okay. so I would be bagging stuff to show them. Because I wanted them to you see, to, yeah. not to limit me because of that. Right, right, And right. so, my 16th birthday, I went and applied for a job. Well, one of the lovely workers there, she let me know. She said, you know, y'all can sue them because they won't hire her because of her hands. Mm. And, of course, we didn't or anything yeah. like that. But I, I have definitely dealt with discrimination mm. um, because of my difference. I have definitely been uh, denied jobs. Now, the funny part is, as an adult... <laughs> I have gotten jobs because they get more grants because I'm in the social service field. Mm-hmm. They get more money because yep. I have a disability. Yep. So um, yep. I remember one of the last jobs I worked, I won't name the place, um, but they were planning on um, letting me go at a certain time after they got funding. Mm. And so um, <laughs> I let go myself go before that <laughs> well, could happen. Well, all right. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye, boo-boo. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have worked the regular nine to five. I have worked at, like, video stores. I worked cash registers, um, like in the summer times and things like that. And while I was in college, I would come home, get a job and things like that. Um, and then when I graduated, I came back home. My first job, um, as a, with my degree was being a preschool and head soccer teacher. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting because you're working you. with the little babies. Yeah, they have no weird. filter. And, yeah, <laughs> they're so inquisitive. Why run with your hands? You know, <laughs> they don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fine. Now I guess. Um, but that was my first job. Um, I've done foster care. I've done um, service connector, which was when a CHA residence was um, relocated yeah. to different, you know, yeah. places. I worked with them. I worked. Um, as a mental health case manager, I did that for a couple of years. 
And I work with severely yeah. mentally ill yeah. patients. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't know if you were ready for that. But we did it. Uh, we did it. <laughs> um, and then I worked with people. Um, I worked a job for with people who were infected or affected with the HIV virus. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my most emotional jobs. Mm. Um, and, oh, and of course, uh, I was a cheerleading coach. I went when I came home. I started back coaching okay. at my old elementary school. Oh, nice. So I went and gave back nice. um, and nice. things like that. And um, then I worked at Morgan Park's youth center. I did that as well. You love kids. I hear. A I theme. do. Yeah. I do. They like service, like giving back. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind yeah. of like curious as to like what motivates you to to give back. Was it something in your upbringing, or was it just like I have this? awesome personality and everybody needs to see that i believe i was created to show people that even if you have a difference it's to make a difference and i just i've always been a people person i've always been a kid person i've always been a youth person Mm -hmm. most people don't like teenagers i absolutely love teenagers my favorite age group um She happily, I don't like them. And you always kind of like. I'm just smiling, smiling, not. I do. I love teenagers because they're difficult. Um, and I think it's, I think it's just always been in me. My mom, she does a lot of work with seniors. Okay. That's okay. not my age group. Okay. Um, so I think I kind of got see, I'm that. I'm a senior from her. whisperer. I love old people, <laughs> especially the disgruntled mean ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It's like they love me. I know, and that's how they are with my mom. Like, yeah. she love them. And my dad is the same way. Like, they both always giving and doing. Okay, so I okay. think I got it naturally from them. And yeah. then it just, you know, I just always try to tap into God. What we gonna do today? What you mm-hmm. What you have for me? What you have for the that. people? And I think it's important to show people that yeah, I have a difference. But I don't allow that to stop me. And if I can do it, you can do you it. You have no excuses. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I use that with my nephew. Like, um, he was like eight and I was explaining to him about my hands. So he had never seen me drive at that time. Mm-hmm. So when he first saw me drive, he was like, you can do it. That mean I could do it too. You know, so yeah. that always yeah. um, sticks with me. Um, and so I'm like, man, if, if it made a difference in him, it can make a difference in so many other children. Okay. Okay. Now you're not married. Not yet. No. And well, first let's finish talking about your entrepreneurial spirit. Cause I want to, I want to talk about that. You have several books. We've held up a couple of them. We'll put the, uh, in the link tomorrow in the the description of the uh, podcast. But when did you write your first book? I wrote my first book in 2013. Well, it got released in 2013. And I what's started the name writing of it. it. So the, for the because, people on the podcast, we need... it's called Because I Love Me. So my entrepreneurship started in 2005. Okay. I started with a nonprofit organization called Touch, which stands for Touching Others Using Christ's Help. Mm-hmm. And that organization, um, I saw a lot of nonprofits and I wanted to have one to build up the family, to bridge the gap between families. I didn't see enough family involvement, family fun trips and stuff like that. Okay. So I create events and programs and stuff for families to come together and have fun. Nice. And then I used to do team talks um, for teens to come out and talk as well. Okay. Uh, right now, Touch is in on the shelf. Um, not dead, but it's on the shelf okay. um, because I do so many other things. And I and I, by me being a youth pastor now, I um, use that avenue to still do a lot of the stuff that okay. I did with okay. my nonprofit. But I started writing my book, so I dealt with life like everybody else did. <laughs> Made some bad relationship choices, <laughs> decisions, and all of that other bad stuff. And I waited good and well until I was in my twenties um, to start dating all the wrong people. And so because I love me came out of 
learning that I really didn't love myself the way I thought I did. Okay. So what I realized about myself is, yeah, I accepted my hands for who they were, but because in high school I didn't date a lot of people because I was too busy proving to people that I'm a normal person, yeah. that I when I stopped doing that and realized, okay, everybody know I'm normal now. Like, whatever. Now what? <laughs> right. And so I started dating, though. And, and my first relationship wasn't, like, a bad relationship. That was actually the best relationship ever. I was, like, 18, though. You know, okay. I'm 18, 19, dude. I'm, I'm in college now. Like, go yeah. sit somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but he was a really good guy. Um, okay. But after that, I was like, God, are you punishing me for breaking up with him or something? Because... I said that I went to rule. It was uh-huh, down. God ain't do that. Um, that was your bad choice. I know. Right? He was looking at you like, nah, bro. Like, nah, bro. That was you. That was all you. What, what, what? God was up there like, no, boo, boo. I know. I know. I know. And I and I said that. Right. Um, yeah, it left. <laughs> that's it. But I learned a lot of lessons. That's why I got so many books. <laughs> because I want to help you. Right with some books. books. That's, that's what we need to do. Listen, like for Lord real. Jesus. And I do it because I want I, I know it's somebody else's story. So because yes. I love me, I've had um when I first released the book in twenty thirteen, it was a, a lady, she was seventy seven years old. She asked, Can she have lunch with me? And at that lunch, she just like really broke down and she was like, You told my story. Mm-hmm. Because the book talks about living with a difference and how I was bullied and how I had to learn to accept myself for who I was. And but then it also talked about all the relationship woes. That I went through, allow my like for real, allow yeah. myself to go through, and how I had to come out of all of that, which I didn't until my anniversary coming up. No, the anniversary passed. Uh, September fourteenth was the day that I was like I uh, twenty ten, where I left the last bad relationship, and November twenty first was the day that um, of twenty ten where I said, okay, God, I'm gonna do it your way, not my way no more. Um, so I had to go through a journey of loving, learning to love myself, learning what love is. Because a lot of people, oh, love is a word and this will No, love is action. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn to love God, love yeah. myself, and then I can love others properly. Because before then, I had to realize, oh, you really wasn't. And so that's kind of where the books came from. I was in an organization called Spa Speakers, Publishers, and Authors Association. They helped me produce that first book. And they helped me, um, you know, get more speak out there as a speaker and things like that. I was their speaker of the year for um, 2013. Okay. Um, there's my trophy. Um, right. Look at me. I get the trophies around. <laughs> um, and so um, that's kind of when I wrote the first book. And after that, I have just been writing. How many books like, total? Because you say you have a publishing have, company yes. as well. Anointed Hands Publishing Company. Ah. Oh give you a sense of relief you don't have to stress over it um and so i have eight books of my own out now with uh an ebook coming out next month that's going to be a free ebook downloadable from my website for parents especially and what's parents your website nina info okay. <laughs> and that that book will be free and it's called raising unique and it's going to um just talk about um living having a difference and you doing a book release i'm not yep you are okay i am mm-hmm. Virtually, can I do it virtually? Sure, it's, it's an you can you want I'm like, it's an ebook. I prefer you do a, a actual book release, but okay, we'll work I with you. So many of them. Let's, let's, okay. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll wait, talk. do you say we'll that? Yeah, we'll talk. I'm usually look. I feel like I'm talking to a bunch of me's right now. Yeah, we'll talk. Hey, I love we it. We have gold bullies in our. We lives have gold bullies, and I think I we're turning into gold bullies. That's how you're gonna do it. Free ebook or not? Free ebook or not? Because doing this group for moms, what we're learning and the reason. I started the group and then I brought Pooley in and we've just turned this into a whole <laughs> movement and we're trying yeah. to expand is because moms need resources. Like yeah. 
I, we wish our kids came with handbooks. They right. don't. Yeah. <laughs> so we rely on other moms to share experiences and we pull from different things to kind of learn how to shape our children's journey. Mm-hmm. And that's very important because, again, there are moms with kids with differences. Mm-hmm. You know, like now that you've said that, it's like I can go home and teach my kids, hey, you know, you don't have friends with disability. Your friends may have a disability, but your friends have differences. differences. And it's a way to phrase that because yeah. it cha- it's a difference in they're mindset. Not, yeah. They're not they're so able to have, have, have a Yeah. Have a mm-hmm. And it doesn't define them. Exactly. And so even if it's a free ebook, it's women out there, moms and families and people, that need this yeah, information. Just information that you're given, but also people need to, I'm learning that you need to see a model. You need to see you somebody do. out yeah. there doing something right. that you want to do. So we have moms that probably want to write books that want to release free publishing company publishing everything and they need to see someone yeah. like you that's out there doing, doing all of these things yes. doing them so well cool. that can give them the motivation to say okay let me get up let me just work on myself so yeah. that I can get out here and do these same things okay. as well yeah because I think all right y'all y'all talk you can twist the arm we're good at talking oh we all the time <laughs> we're very good at talking everybody into everything but <laughs> you know sorry it's our superpower I love it um so but I do have to like your again your personality mm-hmm. like is the bomb you you're Thank effervescent you. and but you're also proof that it all starts inward. Yeah. It yeah. starts with self. Yeah. Because working with people who are disabled, who have disabilities rather, and right. they're not, they're disabled because their mindset is disabled. Yes. So, mm-hmm. and you, I'm sure you mentally, mentally yeah. disabled. You have to work on your mind every you single day. To. You can, I do not get out of the bed without, of course, thanking God for another day, but also yes. speaking life and serving the devil notice. Oh, the feet finna hit the ground. Girl. You might want to go run, sucker. Here I come again. Here I come again. So you just, you gotta yes. just, you gotta pump yourself up even before you get out the bed. Why? Because life is still happening. It is. Life is going to happen. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have situations that come up. Yes, situations is what I call yes. them. Not situations. Situations. Because you'd be like, Because they worse from? than situations. Right. Yeah. Like, you can dig out of a situation. <laughs> but situation to, feel like it's draining you, baby. And, so, and you got to yes. look at the weather. Like, yeah, it rains, but eventually the ground's going to dry. The sun's going to come out. You're going to see the rainbow. Yeah. And it, it's going to happen. Yeah. So you have to find... Find good in everything. And yes. so find out you're gonna learn a lesson. So any situations you in, you're gonna learn a lesson. You're gonna, you know, but you gotta persevere, you gotta move on, you gotta go forward. Um, if you had a, a challenging day, I don't say bad days because as long as you're breathing and you're above water, you're above the ground, shall I say, you're good. Like you're alive. You can fix whatever, you know, mm-hmm. things can change. So it's all everything that we deal with starts in our mind. And so that's why one of the books I don't have. We about right to now pass a collection plate through the YouTube <laughs> channels because that's a word right there. Mm-hmm. That is a word, and it I is. think so many people take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, because every a lot of people are preaching it nowadays. Oh, mindset and motivation. No, but it really does. That's yeah. because it, there's some truth to it. It starts inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people take their abilities for granted. Yes. as well. And yes. so you have really motivated me to be like, okay. Stop using anything as an excuse not to just go excuses out here are for dead people and kill it every single day. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah, they do. They are excuses they, are for dead people. They, they can't do stuff. They can't do that. I learned from church that dead people are not just the ones that are in the ground. It's a lot I, of man, listen. Oh, walking dead. Walking dead. Walking dead. Like, if you I are don't not want living, if you are just existing, yes. you are part of the walking dead. Yes, we, we talk about 
going from existing to thriving. Mm, so if you're it. not thriving, if you're not just like I know we we talk about all the time. We both suffer from anxiety and depression. So. No, you don't. Well, we we have been clinically diagnosed, but we don't suffer from it. So right. We, we, we motivate ourselves <laughs> yes, to get out the bed each yes, and every day. Yeah. And so uh, that takes a lot of strength to pick yourself up and yeah. everything. But I And I understand that for people mm-hmm. who are also having other things in their life that are challenges for them. Mm-hmm. But the thing is you have to do it because the fact that you were able to wake up each and every day means you have a purpose. Yeah. You have something to go out there and do and just do it. And then right now I'm like, I just want to do everything until something sticks. I'm just throwing the spaghetti against the wall <laughs> <laughs> until something sticks. But right. that keeps me going. Yeah. yeah. And you got to find that thing. Like I now have certain songs that I have to listen to in the morning. Okay. And one of those songs is Mary J. Blige Just Fine. Like I yes. have my, my gospel songs and um all of that. But I love like right that's the season I'm in. So you find the season that you're yep. in. Mm-hmm. You I I believe in affirmations being posted everywhere. I have prayer boards, literally. Yeah. Um, you know, people have prayer closets, I have prayer boards. If I need to travel with it, it's gonna go with me. You I know, know things right. like that's that. A good idea. Yeah. Um and I have a whiteboard in my bedroom okay. um on the wall where I can write a positive message to myself and I when I wake up and before I leave out of my room, I, I see that. that whiteboard and I, I see that. that message. Doing that for the kids. Yes. That, thank you. Yeah. Yep. We're going to put that in the appendix of Go the Mama it. Handbook. Do okay. it. Do it. That's the class at Winget University. Mm-hmm. Winget. Well, I you know, know that's a book. <laughs> Winget. Winget University, the book for moms. That's how, We're going to trademark how to that before how and copyright that before right. y'all. I'll do it over the weekend before I publish this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do need to wrap up. But it was a pleasure for uh, this is my first time meeting you. It was an absolute pleasure. First but not you. the last. And definitely <laughs> not because she makes butter cookies. I'm coming after the cookie. Leanne on a diet though, so she can't have it. This is why I work out five days a week so I can eat cookies. I don't work out because I want to eat cookies. <laughs> just weird I time. need to work out. She works out. She don't work out. I need to work out. We got to work this we out. Go, we'll figure it we out. It we'll figure out. it out. But so. thank you so much for coming. And, well, we came to you, but thank you so much for doing <laughs> You're right. For letting, letting us come For letting us come to your house yes. and invade your house and eat your cookies. And I appreciate y'all. Here. Yeah. Is there any parting words, anything that you wanted to say today that you haven't had to say that you want to say in the next few minutes? To all parents, remember your children are your children, no matter what their difference is, whether they have a difference or not, whether it's visible or not, treat them like they are, which are human beings. Treat them like that they could, you know, show them that they could do anything they want to do, be anything they want to be. And if you put that in them, Mm -hmm. they will grow to be that. My mom and my dad never limit me. I had chores. Mm -hmm. I got whoopings, all that stuff. (laughs) And that let me know, you you regular baby, go go make your bed up, you know. And so if you give them a normal life, they will have a normal life and everything you instill in them and put in them they will store my dad said to me i want you 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 know when i went out to college it was a time at u of i was like i'm gonna go home i quit Mm -hmm. my grandmother passed away one of my best friends was killed in a homicide it was so many different things going on i was like i quit and my dad was like no i know you can do it that you can spirit is why I, I walk around and say, mm. you can. My favorite quote is a quote that God gave me. The only limits you have is the limits you put up on yourself. So if you don't put limits on your kids, they will grow up living a limitless life. So, Awesome. This is so great. Thank you so much. Yeah, you I appreciate it. This, I'm... Um... 
I come up with the best ideas. You do. This was a great idea. This was a great idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim this one. And thank you, Lauren. We got a guest in. We have a guest in in studio. You all got to see her live. Make sure you check out our Facebook page. Our Instagram page is Mama Needs Love Too. Same name as our YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And our Facebook support group for moms as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you all for listening and for watching us for our second YouTube video. Thank you. Yeah, video oh, number two. Video number two. Yes. Clap too. Right. Yes. So we got you on number two. We got to bring you back to number 200. Hey. All the two. 20. Right, right. So that's going to be our number. So, all right. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for t- tuning in. Peace. Bye.